Let's talk about a group of people that are mysterious, I think, to most, but if one carefully examines the scripture, we can determine and define who they are. And that is this group of the 144,000 that is mentioned in the Bible. Brother Dell here of Gospel of Repentance Ministries. You remember the theme, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Okay, so who is this group? Who are the 144,000 that's mentioned in the Bible? Now, some of you are probably, or I'm sure are aware, that if you know anything about the Jehovah Witnesses organization, the uh, Watchtower uh, Society, that they mention 144,000 in their teachings, in their literature, in their Watchtower magazine, they claim that the 144,000 is part of their organization and where they get that from is to me a mystery and it is also uh, a lie because it has nothing to do with them whatsoever and to get an understanding of the 144,000 we have to go to the book of Revelation, and we want to look in particular at two chapters. We want to look at chapter 7 of the book of Revelation, where they're first introduced, and we also want to look at chapter 14 of Revelation, where they, where they are mentioned again. And so, who are they? Because they're not part of the... Part of the Jehovah's Witnesses organization, they are indeed a future group of people. And what's interesting about this group is that in the Jehovah's Witnesses organization, they're never mentioned as far as who they are. It just it just says that they they claim that they're part of the Jehovah's Witnesses organization, and their belief is that. This 144,000 will reign with Jesus Christ in heaven. As a matter of fact, the Jehovah Witnesses teach that the 144,000 are the only ones that go to heaven with uh, Jesus Christ and will reign with Jesus Christ in heaven, and the rest of the Jehovah Witnesses will reign here on earth, on what they call a paradise earth. And any non-Jehovah's Witness will not go to hell because they don't believe in the doctrine of hell. Their founder, Charles Russell, denied uh, hell and the Trinity and the, the physical resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so, reigning with Jesus Christ, to me, is a strange idea for the Jehovah's Witnesses because they don't believe that he rose from the dead physically, but that he rose from the dead 
spiritually, which of course is also unbiblical. And also if you happen to examine or go over to their website, which is jw.org, they have their New World Translation a Bible online and in that Bible it indicates that Jesus Christ did indeed resurrect physically. All you have to do is go to the book of uh, Luke chapter 24 and you find out that it talks about his physical resurrection which indeed the Bible does declare happened. So it's strange to me that they would on the one hand say that he did not physically raise from the dead and then on the other hand indicate that the 144,000 that they cannot identify will reign with Jesus Christ in heaven doesn't make any sense so at any rate who are the 144,000 that is the question of the day that is the question of the hour And so in order to identify who these individuals are, I'm going to go to the book of Revelation, and we're going to go into chapter 7 of Revelation, and we're going to read, and we're going to be able, from Scripture, identify who these individuals are. And so I'll start in the first verse of the chapter, and it's, And it reads like this. After this, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth, that no wind might blow on earth or sea or against any tree. And this is John who's writing this. Then I saw another angel ascending from the rising of the sun with the seal of the living God. And he called with a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm earth and sea, saying, Do not harm the earth or the sea, or the trees, until we have sealed the servant servants of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of the sealed, 144,000 sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. 12,000 from the tribe of Judah were sealed, 12,000 from the tribe of Reuben, 12,000 from the tribe of Gad, 12,000 from the tribe of Asher, 12,000 from the tribe of Naphtali, 12,000 from the tribe of Manasseh, 12,000 from the tribe of Simeon, 12,000 from the tribe of Levi, 12,000 from the tribe of Issachar, 12,000 from the tribe of Zebulun, 12,000 from the tribe of Joseph, 12,000 from the tribe of Benjamin were sealed. After this, I'm at verse 9, chapter 7, book of Revelation. After this, I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, and standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures and they all fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God saying amen blessed and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might to be be to our God forever and ever amen I'm going to continue to read verse 13 same chapter then one of the elders addressed me saying who are these clothed in white robes from where have they come? And I said to him, Sir, you know. 
And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb is in the midst of the throne, will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. I've actually read the entire chapter of Revelation chapter 7, verses 1 to 17. So, in this chapter, the 144,000 are sealed and they're going to perform a ministry. And most scholars say that they're going to evangelize the world because after they're sealed, it says, going back to verse 9, it says, After this, and look, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne. What throne? The throne of heaven. And before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and with palm branches in their hands. So, right there, it debunks the idea that the Jehovah Witnesses teach that only 144,000 will go to heaven. It talks about an innumerable multitude of people are standing before the throne of God. So, <laughs> that would obviously be more than 144,000 because that number obviously was counted because it was 12,000 from each tribe of Israel and as 12 tribes of Israel and 12,000 were sealed that being the 144,000 do to do some type of ministry which is believed by most to be an evangelistic ministry because after they're sealed it talks about this this multitude so the implication is is that when they taught when they preached the gospel on the earth during the time of the great tribulation which is yet future this is a future time then what is going on is as a result of their ministry this multitude is in heaven so just to kind of give you once again a backdrop this is future John is seeing a series of visions of the end times now now mind you John is a first century apostle so God has supernaturally transported him by the Holy Spirit to see what's going to happen in the end times and then John is recording what he is seeing he's in some type of ecstatic state it's I mean what he's seeing is real he's not daydreaming he's not having uh, some crazy out-of-body experience he's actually seeing these things and because God has transported him to the future and since God has has knows the end from the beginning because he's created everything then it's, it's not it's no difficulty for God to show someone what's going to happen in the latter days and at the end of time so John is recording what he has seen he's writing down the visions that he's supernaturally seeing and so the 144,000 has nothing to do with the Jehovah's Witnesses uh, whatsoever. Now, the Jehovah's Witnesses organization did not even exist when um, this was written. Okay, so what I want to do now is go to let's get a, let's get a more 
defined description of these 144,000 individuals. Let's see who they are. All right. Verse 14, I'm, I'm sorry, chapter 14 of Revelation. And I'm going to start with verse 1. It says, Then I looked, and behold, on Mount Zion stood the Lamb. Well, of course, the Lamb is Jesus Christ. And with him, 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven like the roar of many waters and like the sound of loud thunder. The voice I heard was like the sound of harpists playing on their harps. And they were singing a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures and before the elders. No one could learn that song except the 144,000 who have been redeemed from the earth. It is these who have not defiled themselves with women, for they are virgins. It is these who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These have been redeemed from mankind as first fruits of, for God and the Lamb, and in their mouth no lie was found, for they are blameless. So the 144,000 are men, they're Jews, and they're virgins. All right? And this, like I said, this this is a future series or a future sequence of events that has obviously not taken place yet. So the 144,000, once again, just by a quick way of review, there are 12,000 men from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. And once again, those tribes are mentioned in chapter 7. I read them off to you one by one. And then it talks about that they've been redeemed from the earth. So they are a type of first fruits. And they are virgins and they are in heaven after during the um, tribulation period. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with end time prophecy, there is a future time of judgment that God is going to bring on the earth. It was, it's, this will be God's wrath upon the earth for its rebellion and its disobedience of him for those who have refused to repent despite all the horrific things that are going to be going on and all the series of judgments that God is going to unleash on the earth matter of fact there will be a series of 21 judgments and if you want to know what those judgments are you have to read the book of Revelation and the stuff sounds so fantastic and so out of the ordinary that most people believe that a lot of it is symbolic and that is not literal there's no reason to believe that what's going to happen in the end of time is is symbolic it is all literal it's going to happen it it will take place because the bible has declared that it will take place so in the midst of all this judgment and all this uh, hell that's going to be going on god is going to send forth his witnesses and these witnesses will perform a work for him and like i said most people most scholars most uh, biblical experts say that these witnesses are going to be evangelists that is probably true we don't know that for absolutely certain but that is a possibility but we don't know that for sure anyway they're going to do a work and then in chapter 7 it talks about after they're done there's an innumerable amount of people in heaven praising God they're worshiping uh, at the throne of the Lamb and at the throne of the Father and the 144,000 are with them but the, the argument that I'm trying to express and drive home is that 
the Jehovah Witnesses organization has gotten it uh, terribly wrong in thinking that only 144,000 people are going to be in heaven. That's not true at all. There's going to be an innumerable amount of people in heaven. As a matter of fact, if you read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and you read in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it talks about an event called the rapture. That's not the second coming of Christ. Christ is coming for his, his bride, his church, and he's going to snatch them out of the earth and bring them to heaven. It says, the dead in Christ shall rise first, then those of us who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and we shall forever be with the Lord. So, and that's going to be Old Testament and New Testament saints. That's going to be the church and those who are who predated the church, which are Old Testament saints. Okay? They're going to be in heaven. And so, listen to what Jesus said in John's Gospel and in the 14th chapter. He says this, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. So, Jesus saying that this is this is the uh, night before his crucifixion, his obviously his betrayal, his arrest, and his crucifixion, and he says, "I'm going to go away, and I'm going to prepare a place for you." Why would he prepare a place for those who are his followers and those who serve him if he's not if he's not going to bring them with him? So the point is that he's going to prepare a place, and when he comes back for his bride, not when he comes back to the earth to destroy his enemies and set up his earthly kingdom but when he comes back for the church he's going to take us to heaven with him alright so because the bible says that we're going to meet him in the air and if we're going to meet him in the air that means he's going to take us to heaven with him and there we're going to have the marriage supper of the lamb so once again this passage and, and many others prove that there's not going to be just 144,000 people uh, going to heaven. So those that are in the Watchtower Society who may be listening to this uh, podcast, you, you're going to want to check your, uh, your doctrine. You're going to want to check the scripture. And, you, and you're going to not just want to listen to the leaders in your organization or the governing bodies or whatever, or, uh, or whomever you call them. You need to check their doctrine. They're, they're fallible. They're, they're lying. And your final authority has to be the word of God, not, not men. Because men make mistakes, uh, they lie, they twist the scripture, and they're, and they're deceptive. So by no means should you be listening to men, especially when it comes to the word of God. You have to study the scripture to, so, to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing or cutting straight the word of truth. We are required to study God's word so we know what it says and so that when we know what it says, we we have the truth and when a lie presents its ugly head, we can simply cut that off. 
we can slay that dragon and say, well, no, well, no, that's not true. This is what the word of God actually says. So what you're saying is a perversion of the truth. I can present to you what the truth really is. And here's another scripture that I want to go to. I didn't plan on mentioning it, but I think in my conversation, it's, it's worth bringing up. I'm going to go to the book of Jude. It's only a one chapter book. And this is what Jude says. I'm going to start with verse 3. He says, Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith, that means to fight for it, that was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation, ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God, listen to that, into sensuality and deny our only Master and Lord Jesus Christ. So, Jude was writing in the first century, but these words are just as relevant now as they were back then. And so we can—I mean—we can repeat these words because we're dealing with the same type of problem. We're dealing with certain people who have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were designated for condemnation. These false teachers, these false prophets, and they're saying things about the Scripture that are not true. And of course. The 144,000 that the uh, the JWs are purporting to be a part of it has nothing to do with them. The 144,000, like I said, according to Revelation chapter 7, uh, 144,000 Hebrew virgin men who are future or in the future of um, history and will perform a ministry. And as a result of that ministry, it's believed that they will bring in a innumerable harvest that will be in heaven. So 144,000 are not the only ones that are going to heaven. They're going to be Old Testament saints. They're going to be New Testament saints. And on top of that, there will be tribulation saints that will also receive the gospel, respond positively to the gospel, repent, be saved, be justified, have their, have their sins washed away by the blood of the lamb, and they will inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, so once again, the 144,000 are not the only ones that are going to be in heaven with Christ. There will be an innumerable amount of souls, uh, an innumerable amount of saints that will enjoy the glories of heaven and will be able to worship their Savior, their, uh, their Lord and Master, along with the Father in, uh, in glory. Okay, this is Brother Dale of Gospel of Repentance Ministries. God bless you for listening. Until the next time.